Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's BudPod98. Uh, is 98 something to you? Well, 98 is the age of um, America's new president from tomorrow onwards. <laughs> Congratulations, Joe Biden. Um, uh, this is Inauguration Pod, um, um, episode 98, in honor of 98-year-old uh, president-elect uh, Joe Biden. That's right. By the time this comes out, not, not elect anymore. Yeah, by the time this comes out, he will have survived an assassination attempt and become the president <laughs> not of that the he United ever, States. Not that he ever was president-elect, not that he ever was actually elected, Pierre. Not that, that any of that's actually true. <laughs> Joe Biden is so old that when uh, his supporters chant four more years with a question mark. <laughs> four more years? <laughs> that's a very good gag. It's a, it's a shame... No one's filming. We aren't filming a, a, a topical a, a comedy program right now, Pierre, because that would be great in the in the opening monologue. I really wish that I could have been paid okay, but not brilliant money to sell that to a guy in a suit to say it while he smugly reshuffles some papers. <laughs> yeah, the the papers in the age of the iPad really is an affectation that. No one is buying at this point, surely. The only reason to have them, given that we know they will have auto cues, uh, would be for some kind of like running gag where every now and then you might catch a glimpse of the papers and they're just covered in swastikas or dicks or something. <laughs> something yeah. that implies that the person you're watching is unwell. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in a few years' time, paper will only be for doodles. Kids will go... What, what? Tell me again, Papa, about what you used to use doodle sheets for. And he would say, "Well, we would put news on it, and 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 correspondence, correspondence, like in Bud Pod. That's right. That's right. The podcast, that's right, my boy. That's right. The, the the national podcast of the Prime Minister and Deputy Prime Minister <laughs> that they do together. The first ever." Podcast, uh, podcast prime in, prime uh, the first ever podcast number ten, and we leave it up to you, listener, to decide who's prime minister and who's deputy prime minister in this fantasy. Not That's fantasy, right. definite future. Mm-hmm. And it would be very that- funny for the prime minister and the deputy prime minister to have a podcast like done in such <laughs> a way that it presumes that the public don't like 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 don't know who they are, like it's private. Right, so no one actually knows who the prime ministers are. They just no, no, no. They like, like they they know, but it'd be just be funny if like you listen to the prime minister's podcast and he was like, God, I really had, didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He just <laughs> he just shoots off national secrets and stuff. Yeah, but because it's an infor- the informal uh, medium of podcasting, yeah, that's fine. 
I was going. I was about yeah. to say the the next development in modern democracy is we are due our first podcast president. But then I've forgotten. Joe Biden had a podcast. Did he? Yeah, Joe Biden had a podcast series about we uh, during the campaign um, that oh. no one listened to. He recorded it like alone in his basement, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Joe Biden now is now a first podcast president. Oh. Uh. Oh, Captain, my Captain. <laughs> he truly yeah. is the people's president. He's, he, he's, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's really, he's really, uh, he's the, he's the first podcaster to surpass uh, Joe Rogan and Mark Maron. Yes, in terms of, um, although I, I'd go so far as to say Joe Rogan is more powerful now than the president of the United States. I would say that He's Joe Richard. Rogan has access to a comparably high number of uh, steroid-abusing bros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Joe, our, our, our first ever pod prez tomorrow is going to be the first ever inauguration address, Pierre. I don't know if you know this. That is going to end with the phrase, God bless America, and remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> May God like and subscribe to America. <laughs> He's Joe Biden's going to be like, uh, uh, as I look at this sea of flags before me, I cannot help be humbled by the tremendous weight that fate has laid upon my shoulders. And I'm going to need a very comfortable mattress to relax. <laughs> <laughs> that tension tonight when I sleep. Are you moving house? I am. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, they're, they're, they're antsy in the old Washington, D.C. Um, this must be the most nervous inauguration in, in, in American history. Oh, there's a, there's a big there's a big scare today about what turned out to be um, a fire miles away. Someone was like, oh, "There's smoke," and everyone shut down the Capitol or whatever. And they got someone got on a roof and just said, "Oh no, it's a fire!" Literally miles away. But that's how nervous everyone is. At, yeah, at I can't point. help but feel like they're just trying to cover for how not nervous they were like oh, ten days ago. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Like someone showing up to work eleven hours early because they were two hours late. But this is yeah yeah. I mean these are different like these are different people now, right? This is it's like a secret the service and the FBI National now, and it does feel a bit like the various law enforcement branches in America after the DC Capitol riots were like, wait a minute, those white guys with guns were terrorists, and like only in hindsight are they mm. panicking. Mm. Yeah. Um, did Did you see that footage of the DC Capitol rioters just going through like Senate procedural papers? <laughs> it must have been like you know, showing a showing a Shakespeare play to a dog. <laughs> well, it's funny because I 
I mean, he's got a lot of praise for this, and deservedly so. A New York Times reporter basically just like followed those guys like right in there and filmed them, and it's just like a bunch of these like QAnon maniacs flicking through very boring Senate papers, going like. One of them literally says at one point, oh, there's got to be something in here we can use. <laughs> like there's going to be a piece of paper where it's like, don't forget, you're secretly a demon who fucks kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's going to be just um, a Google Maps of, of the sex dungeon. <laughs> just print it out because they're, they're old. They're so old and they, they still print out the Google Maps. And it's just like one of the, a red pin on Sex Dungeon. Sex Dungeon for Friday, uh, nine thirty p.m. Don't be late. Like <laughs> Don't a clue, be late. like a clue you find in a video game that's got too much details <laughs> in it. Like, why would they write this many details on a single piece of? <laughs> Uh, don't, don't be late is like triple underlined in a big red pen <laughs> and just in case you need the code for the safe in the corner of the room it's here it's, all, it's like completely defeated the purpose of, of yeah, putting a code on the safe it's like don't, uh, don't tell anyone the code it's where we keep all the secret documents <laughs> uh. um, but it's looking like it's looking like Phil my sort of fantasy might come true of Joe Biden, like <clears throat> having seen from like, in a way, Donald Trump has almost demonstrated to Joe Biden just how naughty a president can be with presidential orders. <laughs> oh, has he has he uh, pl- made one or has he planned to make one? Yeah, if you look at the the Times, the 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 Times of London, I should say for our American listeners, not the New York Times. Uh, there's an article which is something like Biden plans flurry or blitz of presidential orders to basically undo everything Donald Trump did in like day one. Yes, yes. So it's just like rejoining the Paris Accord, ending the Muslim ban, stopping people from pouring oil directly into the mouths of endangered bears. Blah blah blah. Is the Muslim ban still in effect? Uh, I think so. In some, I think elements of it have been challenged, but it, like the presidential order still exists. Oh, right, right, I don't right, know. Right. But the point is, Joe Biden has is is like one of those guys who like someone like Donald Trump has shown him like just how far you can push the, push this particular like computer processor, right? Like an overclocker. Mm. It's like no, if you treat it like a maniac, you can actually get this kind of performance out of this machine, and hopefully. We can right. look forward to four years of, of equally insane in the opposite direction behavior. That would be good. Uh, what are the limits on on executive orders? Can you? Does he only have, does he get like five a week? I think you can kind of just go apeshit with them, but they can be challenged in court and repealed and and nullified and. Right, 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 right. But they, but they are enacted and then are challenged. So, like, but not across all areas, right? Yes. Okay. So, there's some areas that are specifically reserved for the Senate or Congress or whatever. I'm, I, to be I, honest, I I'm completely unclear. And up until Donald Trump, they really weren't that big a deal. Well, Obama was quite a fan of them, wasn't he? Yeah, but no. Like, but this is like Donald Trump did like ten a day or whatever, just constantly. Like he I did a presidential order, which was literally just diabetes medication should be cheaper or dialysis or something. Ah. Uh. Awesome. It doesn't. It doesn't legally oblige companies to make dialysis for your kidneys any cheaper. But it's kind of a statement of legal intent or an undertaking obliges them to make an undertaking. It's 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 strange for 
a democracy that prides itself on, on you know on uh, checks and balances. Americans are always going on about the the check the system of checks and balances. I don't see how executive orders sit in that env- in that environment. But they aren't. But that's the point: is that it just depends. The uh, the irony, from what I can tell, I mean, we're literally just pooling our ignorance here. So this is not a useful <laughs> conversation. But from what I can tell, they ironically rely on people taking them seriously in spirit. They aren't laws. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 They're like wish list. President. The president's Amazon wish list. But then you have to remember that, like, the president is the commander in chief, so he can tell the military what to do. Okay, okay, okay. I see. So that's like, okay, if something is already in the president's playpen and he does one of these, it's worth more than if he does one that relates to somebody else's playpen. Okay. From what I can tell. Again, neither of us know the answer to this. I'm surprised Trump hasn't abused that position as commander-in-chief to get the, the army to do just crazy stuff, just, just to, like, march in the shape of the word Trump through the Nevada desert or just something <laughs> he seems to have didn't really missed an opportunity wall? didn't he like didn't he order the army to start helping build the wall or right right okay. okay an executive order here we go an executive order is a means of issuing federal directives issued by in the United States issued by the president that manages the operations of the federal government yeah okay, okay. Yeah, yeah yeah so you can't force states to do things or anything like that no, the ability to make such orders. Uh, okay, so presidential executive orders once issued remain in force until they are cancelled, revoked, adjudicated unlawful, or expire if they were given an expiry date. Cancelled. Cancel culture takes an, another victim, Pierre. The executive <laughs> order. It does seem very vague. Yeah, they finally yeah. cancelled executive orders. It's so vague. You're so vague. Okay, so Harry Truman placed all of the country's steel mills under federal control, but then that got found invalid. Okay. Uh. Oh, here's a nice little tidbit I found out, a presidential tidbit. Um, We all know Kamala Harris is the first WOC, the first woman of color and first woman, but first woman of color, to be vice president. She is not, however, the first person of color to be vice president. Uh, Do you I know, know? I think I know this. This is who, good. This is good. Do you know who was the first person of color, I, as a non-white person, to be vice president of the United States? Isn't it the vice president to Hoover? A Charles Curtis is that? It was a, it was a VP in the early twentieth century. It is early twentieth century. I think it's nineteen twenty nine. Uh, yes, you're yes. right. Charles Curtis, the vice president to uh, Henry Hoover. <laughs> he's the going to clean up was, Washington who was himself the first vacuum cleaner president it was quite it was a historic presidency that was a pretty historic four years um, um, and, and because because of the drama the obvious drama of having the first vacuum cleaner um, for a president the first person of color vice president sort of went unnoticed but yeah. but 
it very much stands to be the case that Charles Curtis was the first person of color to be vice president. He was half Native American. They um they were going to try and get rid of the president who was also a vacuum cleaner, but they were so racist that they preferred that to someone who was even not fully non-white. Yeah, that's right. They were like, well, he's a vacuum cleaner, so that's terrible, but we prefer we'd literally prefer that to letting anyone non-white run the country. <laughs> Yeah, you can always paint a vacuum cleaner white. <laughs> and they did. They did, they did. <laughs> Do you think that Charles Curtis, when people keep saying that um, he's not the first P- POC to be VP, um, do you think he gets as annoyed as, like, Wesley Snipes? Wait, wait, wait. So who, you mean you mean Kamala Harris? Yeah, so like you think like from beyond the grave, Charles Curtis gets annoyed like Wesley Snipes when people but, keep saying that she's the first one. Oh right, 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 exactly, exactly. Well, what happened to Wesley Snipes? Well, people kept saying that like Black Panther's the first Marvel superhero with a big movie franchise, right? Uh, but but he was Blade, right? Yeah, but he's like a superhero with a big franchise and a comic book, and you know. Of course, of course, but wasn't Marvel. Oh uh, well, yeah, well you know what I mean. Like he's this. It's everyone was like, "Wow, there's literally never been a black main <laughs> character superhero." <laughs> the big franchise. We're talking at least two movies. Yeah, that's gotta hurt. I think it's just because everyone was just like, "Well, the '90s never happened. Uh, the world began with 9/11, and it's been a horrible place ever since." But also, Blade never felt like an actual main, like a proper mainstream movie, did it? I don't know. I I I just found it kind of creepy. I never watched it. I thought it was too creepy. It thought it was too creepy. He's like vampires and shit. It's too creepy. I don't like creepy stuff. You don't like creepy? Where's this come from? You like what? creepy stuff? You've, I've watched no. horror films with you. No, no. Have you? Yeah. I don't. Well, what horror films? That that the the orphanage, that Spanish one with the kid with a fucking bag on his head. Well, there was this period when we were uh, at university. University when a few of us would watch horror movies, but I I I. I I could kind of watch them because there are other people there. Um, but I don't like scary movies. This is more like my thing. I hate scary movies. Do you know this? Yeah, I did know that. But hey, and also I got news for you. Blade is a film and television franchise based on the fictional Marvel comic superhero of the same name. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Wes. <laughs> I know. I thought it was Marvel. <laughs> it doesn't feel it's Marvel. it's not DC, is it? No, certainly not DC. Certainly not DC. Because it was successful, am I right? Oh gosh, yeah. I kind of want to see yeah. Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman, because the, the first I've one was the only stuff about good. It. What is this? What is this? Nineteen? Well, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty something, whatever. Um, and isn't it nineteen eighty four? Isn't that the whole point? Like it's right. Oh, is it? I think I, I think it's just an excuse to have Gal Gadot and sort of those bright pastel eighties colors and some neon, isn't it? Well, like uh, like how the new call, the most recent Call of Duty is very eighties. Maybe that's it. Is it? Yeah, it's a cool aesthetic. Yeah. But I mean, the the mm. first the the her Gal Gadot's first Wonder Woman was the only good movie out of all the the new DC movies. Yeah, I mean, you and I watched Justice League at the cinema, and it was <laughs> oh, an unending stream of piss in the mouth. <laughs> an impressively good, um, an impressively bad movie. When you see a movie so that's so perfectly bad, every step they manage to find the worst thing they could possibly do. Uh, you just kind of sit back and go, wow, well done. This is so bad. <laughs> this is embarrassing. You spent how much on this piece of shit? 
people bought mansions off of that film. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's that's like um that's like that's, whenever someone manages to like buy a mansion after having made a really bad film, it seems as unfair as if instead of picking lottery numbers, I just wrote pee pee poo poo and I won the lottery anyway. <laughs> and the lottery was just like, you know what, we just like the gumption of it. What can we say? We liked it. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, I'm just looking it up. So it is set in the 80s, but it doesn't seem to be particularly based around like Orwellian or, you know. Right. I think the only people in the world who don't know the significance of the year 1984 and they just <laughs> blindly chose it. Maybe they just picked it as like a name where people would go, ooh, uh, yeah. And that was it. It was. <laughs> I guess every other 80s year, would they would try and look for what was significant about it. Mm, mm, mm. So if they'd gone like, oh, Wonder Woman 1981, people would be like, oh, is it like a Margaret Thatcher? What? <laughs> That'd be a great Wonder Woman. That it turns out that Margaret Thatcher, it turns out Margaret Thatcher's Wonder Woman. <laughs> I want to write that actually. That's a great. I actually love that. That's a that's such a great idea for one of like an offshoot sort of uh, off canon Wonder Woman series. She's- Margaret Thatcher is Wonder Woman. She's just going around, like, punching all the Tory rebels or something. Yeah, just lassoing miners with a, <laughs> and just pulling them out of the mines. Get out of there! <laughs> but then being disappointed when they're stuck with the lasso of truth and they still just say, we want, not, we want better wages and to still work. <laughs> it's like, ugh, damn. <laughs> I was hoping you'd confess to something. Um, but she has to make sure not to accidentally lasso herself with a lasso of truth in case her real accent comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and then there's a, a there's an extended fight scene where Margaret uh, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher Wonder Woman kills a load of Argentinians in the Falklands. <laughs> the Falkland Islands is where that island is, <laughs> or where the Amazonian where her Amazonian island is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Falklands War was a cover for. Oh, of course, Woman. it all makes sense now because the, the 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 motivations for that war are, are, you know, are pretty unclear. But when now that we know it is the secret home of the Amazonians, of course Thatcher wanted them. Of course she did. Yeah, and and the Falklands War is very fun because it is the one war where. A fascist dictatorship invades a small, peaceful bunch of farmers, and left-wing people in the UK think that they should have won. The dicta- the dictatorship, seemingly, yeah. Well, these are the the left who just hate Britain. <laughs> I sound like I sound, I sound like a fucking old Tory then, but <laughs> this like it's a self-flagellating leftism. It's just like. Well, if Britain wants to do it, it must be bad because we're imperialists and we just the want only way to it made sense to me was that the, like, world. <laughs> the only way it made sense to me was that like they hate Margaret Thatcher so much that even if Margaret Thatcher was like, vitamins are good for you, they'd be like, oh, and, and they'd go and immediately just like flush all the vitamins down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all these picketers outside Holland and Barrett just throwing bricks through the window. <laughs> Scum! Just. <laughs> Pulling over a big dispenser of walnuts, candied walnuts. Uh, uh, uh. 
yeah it's um yeah okay well uh that's a that's another good uh, movie franchise for us to be working on i think um margaret thatcher wonder woman margaret thatcher wonder woman. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that will annoy everyone <laughs> I don't. It, it would not annoy those creepy. Um, um, what's 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 the creepy fucking um, Victorian uh, Victorian P? What's his name? Jacob Rees Mogg. Jacob Rees Mogg. It would not annoy him. The kind of Tories those that, that definitely jacks off over Margaret Thatcher at home. He would. He'd yeah, love. Or, he'd love that. Are you kidding? I mean, he's he's so religious. I imagine that he he sort of. He he does. It's like in a movie where a character is so like repressed and uptight that they do something weird instead of jacking off. Because <laughs> um, Jacob Rees Mogg can't can't admit to himself that he's going to jack off, so he has to like um, just like I don't know, rub his pants on a on a on a on a, on a banister. <laughs> There's that like great there's a, statue. There's a very good Frankie Boyle joke where he says it's uh, someone who's into porn. Porn that's so weird it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think the example is like an amputee comforting a lobster. <laughs> you know, your sexual proclivity that's so weird. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing sexual about it. Yeah, it, it's to the untrained eye, it's just a, a piece of esoteric video. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you made that movie, it would definitely get funding from Jacob Rees-Mogg's hedge fund. Oh yeah, it's what well, it's it's yeah, it'll be um, brought to you by the ERG. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a bit where Wonder Woman has to burst out of a load of red tape. Ah, yes, yes. And her main enemy would be like Jimmy Brussels or something. <laughs> yeah, looking like Poirot. <laughs> um, yeah, looking like Poirot and threat- always threatening to fill in forms or something. <laughs> uh, Have you been enjoying the Brexit border chaos, Phil? Um, no, as I've said to you um, over text over the last week, I, I've stopped watching the news. I've become one of those people. Um, I've stopped engaging with the news. I've deleted my Twitter app once again, but I've been quite successfully staying off it. I don't know what's going on. Um, and currently, I don't want to because we've got to a point where uh, in a week's time, the news has completely made the last week's news irrelevant. So I'm just not going to bother and I'll just read the news at the end. Of of the time of time, I'll I'll listen to the news on my deathbed and realize and and I'll go oh that's that's where we've ended up all right, and I will kn- <laughs> I will be up to date without having had to bother with all the nonsense that happens in between that's so temporary that it doesn't really matter. But no, what's what's board what's happened with the border? All the fish and meat is rotting because it's it's really difficult to get all the right forms and stamps from vets and stuff to get the meat through. So, <laughs> is this in Calais that it's Rotting, yeah. Calais, Dover, take your pick. Everywhere. Oh, either in in both directions. No, no. <laughs> That's the thing com- is, the EU can just keep selling to itself. It doesn't need us. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Okay, okay. The point is that a load of lorries full of rotting shellfish were parked around Number Ten like two days ago to protest this. 
Um, if only they'd been warned that something like this would happen. I know. If only someone had spent five years telling them in great detail that exactly this would happen almost immediately. Uh, did you see that that new story about the the eel man a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> the eel guy. I don't in, think so. Where in England, this? this guy who um, has an he, he runs an eel farm in England somewhere, Kent maybe. I think it was Kent. I don't mm. know. Um, big eel guy, Mister Eels, and he is uh, he sold eels to um, the continent, um, but for some reason voted for Brexit in 2016. And uh, now uh, all his customers in Europe are buying eels from elsewhere because they don't have to bother with all the forms. Yeah, and he's stood there going in this in this sky bit of uh, in this sky little report. He's going, it's just terrible. It's I, I don't understand. It's just it's just a mess. And and the reporter's like, do you regret voting for Brexit? And he was he's just like, well, I, yeah, I guess I. <laughs> I guess I do regret it. <laughs> God, <laughs> just like, and that's the worst tragedy of all. Because if it, if all this shit happens and everyone goes, yeah, we knew this would happen, but it's worth it. Like, like whatever, you can't really combat that. But if it's just like dumbasses going, well, I didn't think it would affect me. Like, well, good. So this really was for nothing. Yeah, um, there's at least some poetic justice in this eel man um, well, losing was- business, but. What, that was the maddest thing about it is that it was always like the people most likely to lose out. So it's like farmers, fishermen, like it, it was so many of the people who were voting for it, people from Cornwall, people from the northeast of England, who are like the only employers are like European car manufacturers and like docking services. They were just like, <laughs> yeah. Whereas like a bunch of people who don't need to trade physically, e.g. lawyers, accountants, you know. Us. Uh, us need <laughs> the creative arts yeah the creative arts where you it's literally just emailing people doesn't matter we were the ones like no you're gonna lose all your fish and they were like shut up you <laughs> you idiot you pig <laughs> you elitist metropolitan out of touch scumbag telling me not to run this sharp blade across my throat how do you how do you know what's best for me how do you know what's best for me huh Probably, or oh, we well not all as lucky as you not to have to to have n- not to have a knife to your throat. <laughs> but I have a knife to my throat, and I'm I have found to- seven or eight doctors, all of whom agree that you can't be certain what will happen when I do this. <laughs> they don't know for sure. Um and. In a way, with tracheotomies, putting a big hole in your throat is actually very healthy. Yes, and we 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 found some cases where surgeons actively cut a hole in someone's throat <laughs> to make them better. So, what do you say to that, you Ramona? <laughs> actually, here's all you need to know, Phil. I saw a pro-Brexit Twitter account yesterday where they'd changed the description in their bio clearly, or written in their bio. I've got no time for, and instead of Ramona's, it was Rigloters. Really? Mm. That's an interesting turn for the books. It's an interesting sort of anthropological shift, which, like, even changing it to Rigloters acknowledges that it's shit. Jesus Christ. It acknowledges that you're right, because you don't gloat about being wrong, you gloat about being right. So it's kind of almost tacitly admitting. 
It's also the first etymological step in the um, evolution of Ramona's that has co- is completely departed from the original pun or the original wordplay. Reglotus yes. has has no no relation to the word remain <laughs> <laughs> or remainer. Ramona word because you just changed main to moan. Very good. Reglotus. If you just were given the word reglotus and asked, where did this come from? You go, I have no fucking idea. Goats? Yeah. Is it to do with goats? And and reupholstering goat goat hide to something? Yeah. Are they gloating again? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really doesn't work. <laughs> but I, it's amazing that, like, uh, yeah, I mean, you haven't seen this because you've sanitized your life, but the government's just been on the news all the time. So, like, there'll be, like, a really angry Scottish fisherman who's losing, like, £100,000 a day worth of shellfish or whatever. And then they'll just be, like, Dominic Raab going, Look, there will always go to be teething problems. <laughs> it's just uh, an absolute spectacle, yeah. Although the one benefit is that we're doing much better on vaccinations than the EU. So that's, you know, they can have that. I'm happy to admit that. We are doing very well on vaccinations, but would we have been prohibited from doing that uh, had we been in the EU? Because each country is in... uh, Well, I'm not sure, actually. Each country is responsible for its own import of vaccines, isn't it? Yeah, but the EU, I think, negotiated as a block. Right, right, right. And so there's all sorts of, like, weird labyrinthine conditions and layers of import and this and that within that um so we it would, we definitely we definitely wouldn't be doing what we're doing now it would definitely be different and i'm and i'm happy to accept looking at how the eu's not entirely fucked it up but not it's doing pretty badly so far at least so they, they, they can have that but i mean no one can tell them they weren't warned about the fish part i mean <laughs> i i made a pun of, I, I made some joke about Jacob Rees-Mogg and the fishing disaster that was heading our way in 2018 on the radio. I mean, it's not a mystery. It's not a surprise. No. No. And you know what it is? It's 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 symptomatic of the kind of boring people who think that um, due process and management and the official arts are unnecessary and yeah. um, scams and ju- and 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 easily expendable. There for no yeah. reason but to be there. But it turns out there is a purpose for forms and rules, and that when they fall apart or when there's a disruption, there are real life consequences. And I think that is what a lot of people are surprised by yeah they, they've they never taken it seriously they've always thought oh it's all just a sort of silly dance you could just oh there's no need to do any paperwork you could just hand someone a car with some keys and tell them to drive away mm. Mm. it's um it's the same kind of mindset that when there is an administrative fuck-up they see that as evidence for all administration being unnecessary as opposed to better administration being necessary yes and yes. they just go, oh, well, why do I need to tell anyone why I'm visiting a hospital? And it's like, well, it's important because people steal kids sometimes. And if the Daily Mail did a big thing about a kid getting kidnapped, you'd be like, well, why didn't anyone question why they were there? You'd be the first <laughs> to do a big snotty article. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, 
it's 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 a long i think it's a meme from 2015 but it's another good example of i didn't think the leopards would eat my face says woman who voted for leopards eating people's faces party mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just leopards eating faces left and right And uh, it's it's got to the point now where I'm so the entire debate on whether Brexit should happen feels so long ago, not just chronologically but emotionally, that I don't even have it in me to be particularly gleeful anymore. It's just depressing watching a bunch of people go "what" as they step on a rake. It's that point in, and you can see it with parents of young children. There's a point after which they have given up telling the child not to jump on the um on the spiky twigs <laughs> and now the child is crying because his feet are bleeding but the parent has lost all sympathy and is no longer explaining why it was bad and they're just trying to get on with something else going mhm oh it hurts does it yeah sorry <laughs> daddy's busy right now and because you just you're on your emails or you have to get on with life we're now just getting on with life and all these Kids yeah. we told not to jump on the sharp twigs are going, oh, my feet hurt. It's like, well, life's moved on now. Life's moved yeah. on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Thank, thank God the people in charge of fixing it are the same people who caused it. Not because I think it'll go better, but because at least it's still some shit in their lap. They haven't passed the buck. Yeah. That's a bit of karma. But, I mean, you know, I, I always think this, that people are all tired of Brexit, but Brexit explains everything about like the COVID, how the UK has handled COVID. Like because of Brexit we have shat our pats on COVID because we have a government that was selected for its loyalty to Brexit, not for its ability to govern or look after shit or care for the, the their fellow humans. And because the only qualification necessary was, do you like Brexit? And they go, yeah, well, you're in the government, great. And then yeah, COVID you're in charge of the economy now. And COVID came along and surprise, surprise, all these people who only had one interest are not capable of looking after it. So everything stems from Brexit. Do you know what I find weird? Is that the same group of people who were obsessed with shutting our borders didn't do it when there was an actual reason and everyone was dying of a crazy disease. This is a very good point that's been made, yeah. That um, (laughs) 
Is it because it's the only time left-wing people said, close the borders, that right-wing people went, <laughs> wait, maybe we shouldn't close. Why do they want us to close the borders? Is this a trap? <laughs> Where it's like, I love the idea that like the UK, it's, it's, it's been a year, and the UK has lost you know tens of thousands of people, and it's just looking into maybe stopping flights now. Or, yeah, or asking for a negative COVID test now. Yeah, uh, it, it's astonishing. The idea that these people are obsessed with stopping foreigners coming in and causing trouble. Obsessed. <laughs> the second it was like, hey, foreigners could come in and cause trouble with a disease. And everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. Everyone that you need to shut down the borders. They went, no. In fact, we're going to put on extra private jets for the people who cough the most in the queue. <laughs> For a fucking yeah. flight to Heathrow, everyone with a fever gets um, gets to go in the fast queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't walk, we're going to wheel you through the fast <laughs> security check. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we're UK's in this position where we we have to we have to put up with all the shit bits of having little Englanders in charge, but not enjoy. Any of the few advantages of having little yeah. Englanders in charge. Yeah, closed borders, no, for some reason. For some reason, Pretty Patel has sat there and gone, well, I see no reason why uh, the International Wuhan Coughing Choir can't come for a visit in February, but uh, I'm just going to deport these seven Jamaican pensioners. <laughs> They're the real threat to society. <laughs> these... These these elderly black British people have weighed down this great nation for long enough. <laughs> After coming over and rebuilding it with their hands. Just amazing. That is, you know, the... That is the um, bitter side of today being the last day of Donald Trump's presidency. Um, yeah. Is that tomorrow there's a good chance we have to go back to being the most embarrassed major Western democracy. Oh, that's true. Oh, There's no, now we're, now we're the... Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're the... Oh, yeah, that's not good. We're, the only, we're one of the only ones with a pants full of shit. That's right. We're that, we're that kid who's always got, <clears throat> always got snot in his nose. <laughs> and for four years, there was a foreign exchange student who came in and was just covered in shit all day long. <laughs> and we were like, mm, well, it's nice to have the attention off us for a moment. But now, <laughs> that kid's parents are moving to Portugal. And so, we're the, snot we're, the, we're the worst kid in the class. We're the most embarrassing. We're the snotty kid in class again. We're the dirtiest kid in class again. Because a yeah. kid covered with shit has gone. And and no one pays enough attention to how weird the Australian kid is. <laughs> That's the nearest comparison would be like Scott Morrison being we just weird and incompetent in his own way. But it's nothing compared. It's nothing compared to our long running, our now long running reputation as snotty snotty boy number three. That's right. Ugh. That's right. Jacinda Ardern is is head girl. Yep. She's um, <laughs> she's already got a, a place at Oxbridge. Uh, she's head girl. Yeah, Jacinda Ardern. Yeah, Jacinda Ardern is head girl. 
Justin Only, Trudeau oh, is head boy, but he nearly lost uh, being head boy because he they found pictures of him blacked up at a sixth form party. <laughs> oh, International Dress Day was a disaster. <laughs> 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 yeah, Justin Trudeau was sent home on International Dress Day. And the school had to apologize in the local paper. But ultimately he wasn't expelled because the school felt they needed him. Yeah, yeah, he's captain of the rugby team, you know, he's he's quite popular with the ladies. It's, it's quite a difficult expel that one. He's just he's just yeah. uh, he's just on a warning. He's on a warning. Yeah, and he's got a couple of good offers from various good unis. The school needs him for the stats as well. That's right, that's right. Um, and his dad was important. His dad is a big uh, school donor, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like this. I like, I like um, World Leader High School. It's good. It's good. Boris Johnson in World Leader High School is definitely the kind of um, John Candy... Uh, Sort of John C. Riley figure, sort of a kind of slightly like overweight, weird hair, horny, silly man. Yeah, the really snotty one that the boys um, sort of get to get to gross out the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the and the one who they kind of goad into into doing the horror kind of disgusting stunts as opposed to doing them themselves. Bolsonaro is just the crate, the insane bully, the one that you you just. He's obsessed with guns. He always has a, st- <laughs> a stick gun. <laughs> He's always got a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> That's the vibe he has. <laughs> but yeah, I think I hadn't quite considered that. Yeah, now we're now we are the only Western liberal democracy run by a fucking clown. Yeah, it's true. I can't believe Brexit and Boris Johnson's ascendancy, you know, he kind of fired the starting gun on Donald Trump by a few months and remains. I mean, isn't it mad that, like, there are all those articles and think pieces of, like, what what a Donald Trump presidency means for Brexit Britain? And Brexit (laughs) and the Donald Trump presidency have coincided... For 19 days. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's insane, isn't it? Isn't that fucking mad? Well, they'll be like, well, of course, uh, even if Donald Trump doesn't get a second term, we'll have a wonderful trade deal by then. <laughs> In the fortnight where the two will overlap. <laughs> <laughs> this mentally ill orange man will find the time to <laughs> negotiate a 10,000 page trade deal. Whilst trying to pardon himself and all his friends, he'll find the time to to write up a new free trade agreement between the UK and the US. Yeah, he'll he'll ignore Deutsche Bank calling in his three hundred million dollar overdue loan, um, and he'll ignore the idea that the FBI are after him or the fascist riot that killed the policeman in Congress that he inspired and he won't he won't kill himself until right after he signed that trade deal how funny how funny would it be if um, we were watching the inauguration and it's like all getting set up for joe biden and then it's donald trump you know walking to the helicopter and turning around and waving like nixon you know and he's waving and, they go, and there goes 
and now no longer president Donald Trump. And then as he's waving and walking to the helicopter, he just jumps and just his head just gets whipped oh, off gets by the rotors. Off. <laughs> he jumps like the freeze frame at the end of an 80s movie and just and then everyone just has to go, oh, my God, oh my God. Like the one way he could overshadow Joe Biden completely. It's by leaping into helicopter <laughs> blades. His, his red tie just swinging in the air. <laughs> yeah, yes. I thought what you were going to say was, um, which is what I think, was, how I picture it happening, as Donald Trump leaves the White House and um, officially stepping down for the presidency, the second he steps off White House ground, the, the FBI go from watching Joe Biden to chasing Donald Trump because of all the shit they have to interrogate him about. The second he becomes a civilian, they have to go, uh, yes, goodbye, Mr. President. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Get him! And they just have to rush and tackle him to the ground. It, 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 I feel like you know, it's going to look like, you know how when they show footage of how they pol- train police dogs and they just hold yeah. the dogs by a leash and a guy just in, wearing loads of padding has to run really awkwardly along a court <laughs> and then they let dogs go and he's, <laughs> and he's trying to run in all this padding <laughs> <laughs> and the dog's like perfectly still till the trainer goes go <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like the a secret service guy sh- like shaking donald trump's hand goodbye and then as donald trump tries to pull his hand away he's already handcuffed <laughs> he's already in, in in federal custody somehow uh. <laughs> It's so funny. I, like, yeah, that's that's gonna be fascinating. Like, how? Yeah, what what happens? What what happens to Donald Trump when he when he starts being president? I mean, yeah, either the rotor blades thing, or if as the helicopter took off and it was flying away across DC, you just see this like fat figure with a flying red tie just like fall out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, a, and there goes the president. Oh, oh, something is. Oh my god! And it's the news like. The whole day, the news has to be about that, even though Joe Biden's just been inaugurated. <laughs> I'm imagining him falling with like his arms rigidly by his sides as well, yeah, like me a too. mannequin would. Me too. Just like implacable. planking, like he's planking in the air. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw just all, whole... I saw, if he gets in a helicopter. I also see like him waving, and then instantly, once he's off the gr- once he's off the ground, just like. Two fighter jets just have to come and like <laughs> like flank the helicopter and like demand that it lands. <laughs> yeah, we believe there's a federal fugitive aboard. <laughs> <laughs> he just wheels out a huge minigun. <laughs> Where did he get that from? Just the uh, the helicopter lands in a prison. <laughs> and he's still waving as he gets off like going down the steps Melania stays like, da, 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 it's all very, just straight into jail oh gosh oh man interesting times interesting Im- times imagine the autobiography of Donald Trump oh imagine the kind of rambling insane like, imagine being the ghostwriter where it's like okay you're not gonna like this but it's worth like 10 million dollars <laughs> You have to turn the diary of a madman into something approaching a recognizably true document. It doesn't even have to be true. It just has to be grammatically coherent. We'll start up grammatically coherent. (laughs) 
Uh, just control F the phrase, some are saying the best, and just delete that. <laughs> it's, it's a good third of the word count, but... Yeah, find and replace. Find, find and replace, some are saying the best, with uh, a full stop. <laughs> and just hit that, and we're good to go. Yeah, let's let's hope he really pads it out with lots of sort of fun anecdotes about picking the right kind of steaks to have at the Trump Tower restaurant, that kind of thing. <laughs> As opposed to rambling denunciations of like 11 different generals. <laughs> he's he's like a he's like a Roman emperor the number of generals he's had. So personal quibbles with just like he talks about generals like like he is in direct competition with them to run for president like it's at, like at at any time they could they could run for president there's no there's no way that even someone you'd have to be as insane as Donald Trump like if you sat down to write your biography your autobiography rather and you realized that you were on your like 13th general who you were like and then there was this general who I had to fire <laughs> there's got to be a point where you think Maybe I'm bad with generals. Maybe it's me. <laughs> what is it about me and generals? Sorry, I just I don't see eye to eye with these guys. <laughs> you think he'd like generals because they're like the ultimate man's man, surely. A general. Yeah. What's well, like the, he had he had like General Mad Dog Mattis was like one of his, his chief of staff and also like his defense secretary at some point, I think, as well. And they fell out and it's like if you can't get on with a general who's so warlike and kind of hawkish that his nickname is Mad Dog, he was like <laughs> head of the Marines, and like, then you're too crazy for Mad Dog. What the fuck was he suggesting? <laughs> that would be a good thing if it was an honest autobiography and it was just pages and pages of Donald Trump going, and then I just suggested that we just, you know, uh, uh, for maybe a month, just to clear things up, arrest all the black people in America. And apparently that was a bad idea, too. Like, just this amazing list. Oh, yeah, I mean, potentially, the potentially it's, um, it's an amazing book. Potentially it's, potentially it's a more important autobiography than Barack Obama's. Yeah, and, and again, the second it's published, the first book that comes off the, the, the printing press production line is just immediately into the hands of the FBI. Again, <laughs> just <laughs> everything is evidence. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> the, yeah, the chief investigator just gets to the end of the book and closes it and goes, we got him. <laughs> yeah, we got him. It's all in here. It's, a, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Can we get a copy of that? Yeah, in every bookshop. <laughs> and once the FBI had got together about uh, $25, uh, well, it was case closed. <laughs> like, it's actually, it turns out to be the hardest case ever because you have to read and make sense of the book. Some officials wanted to wait until the evidence came out in paperback, but we just thought there wasn't time. <laughs> the, the, the judge nearly uh, screwed the whole case when he... he the, the, he considered the idea, you know, floated by Trump's defense attorneys, that the book was so unreadable and full of gibberish that it couldn't possibly be taken as serious evidence. Oh, that was pr proof of mental illness. <laughs> he was not of sound. He was not of sound mind when he wrote this bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> Just the yeah, the ghostwriter being 
deposition, just being like, yeah, I had to have a lot of, like, uh, he would call me at 4 a.m. when he was audibly on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> rambling about how Barack Obama had shat his bed. Uh, I'm looking forward to God. it coming out, anyway. I'm looking forward to the audio book. Any... I mean, yeah, what an oh audio book. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is there any? Is there anything you think you're going to miss? Obviously, we'll both miss the 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 company because we're still run by a clown. But do you think there's anything you're going to miss about the guy himself? Um, I think I'm going to miss that he was genuinely funny, and I don't say that in the sort of way your your dad's friend would. Um. He was genuinely funny, and so funny that comedy about Donald Trump wasn't funny. I think that's when you know someone something is genuinely funny on its own merits, is that when you try and make fun of it, it's not funny. So jokes about yeah. Donald Trump have not been funny because he's already funny. He's already funnier. Yeah, he had that He had that really dangerous kind of wit where it's not highbrow, but it's caustic enough at a kind of high school bully level. And his timing is really good. I mean, like, I don't know if you remember the, one of the... <clears throat> All those years back now, one of the debates with Hillary Clinton, where she just, um, where she just goes, um, it would be a, a, a tragedy if this man were in charge of the legal system or the FBI or whatever. And he goes, yeah, because you'd be in jail, just like yeah. lightning, just like pow, just like that. And the timing is so, it's like, it's like a good uh, a compare it's timing. Yeah, and, and the and timing also everyone... is so good that Hillary Clinton can't do anything with it. Yeah. Everyone laughs, and Hillary Clinton just looks frazzled. And and you and you just go, yeah, he's he's good, he's funny. Um, and uh, it, I I started to worry when he was debating Hillary Clinton, and she said, "We need to do all this stuff." And also, I've got loads of experience because I've been in high level politics for like thirty years. And then Donald Trump was like, "And then we need to do all this stuff." And um, Donald Trump just goes, "Well, so why didn't you?" <laughs> You're the one saying you've been in charge this whole time. Why are there so many problems? And I was like, oh, no. It was like watching a monkey pick up a, a tool <laughs> and immediately know how to use it, like a wrench. You go, oh, 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 like trying to press the button to call the zookeeper to come shoot the monkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I guess that's his real danger about him from a, a societal point of view, from a comedy point of view, is that if you're funnier, he was funnier than the satire about him. Yeah, satire was pointless because nothing could be as funny as what he was already doing. And also, it didn't matter if you were laughing with or at him because he'd already won. He was the president. Yeah. Yeah. He was a president. So, he was entertaining yeah. you. Whether you liked him or not, he was entertaining you. And that's all he was there to do. That's all he ever wanted to do. Yeah. And then even if you said something which was true, he would just kind of shrug and go, yeah, well, you're a fat bitch or something. And everyone, <laughs> would just go, everyone would go, whoa, because the president never says that. And like in my in my darker uh, recesses of my um, uh, troubled spirit, I'd go. He he does have a point. <laughs> that person is kind of a fat bitch. <laughs> but did you see what Dave Chappelle said? Like Dave Chappelle was talking about how funny he was in this SNL monologue, right? Because uh, Dave Chappelle quoted Donald Trump calling coronavirus "kung flu." It's good. That's a problem. Especially, I mean, think how awkward it is being East Asian. Mm. Like when I heard a kung flu, I was like, "Brilliant! That is, 
That is a pun of the highest order. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I won't miss having him around, but I'll miss. I think for me, because uh, you know, I'm not particularly personally affected by a lot of the stuff he's done. You know, I don't live there or whatever. But it's been like um, if you've ever lived with like a completely insane flatmate or known a completely insane person in your group of friends who you don't really want to be friends with but it's just nonetheless there mm. you sort of go oh thank god that person's out of my life but you know now i've lost a source of many anecdotes that's it that's true a lot that's of true. ridiculous and at the time extremely infuriating and inconvenient humor came out of this awful person but on the other side we live now in a in an age of content saturation and um there was no room for it. Now we've, we'll finally be able to watch the, those, the box sets that we're supposed to watch and listen to the music because <laughs> we don't have this ongoing content fountains just spewing yeah. catchphrases and unprecedented events and, and riots and we have, we have time. Time enough at last. To read and, and and to to get to know each other. <laughs> it's like it's like if you ever have that one friend who's like a total liability, mm. and if you ever get a text about them or you, they start ringing your phone at three a.m. and your general gut reaction after too many shenanigans is like, oh, what the fuck have they done now? But if that person was the most powerful human in history, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've what a never combo. I've never kept one of those. I know most men have one of those, you know, liability friends. I've never held on to one. I just I just whenever I come across someone who could potentially be that in my life, I just think they should well, they should be in jail. <laughs> and I try and have nothing to do with them. They just I just hope they get arrested. <laughs> you should have seen Jamie on the weekend. He put a spike in in his own ass. Like, I hope he gets arrested for something because <laughs> I don't want to hear about this and um, this is not good. <laughs> and this is not good is such a funny sentiment. <laughs> and this is not good. Okay? You're saying it like it's good. I just want to tell you right now, it's no, this is not good. Uh, <laughs> um, Fuck me. Well, um... Good luck, American listeners, with your new uh, ancient uh, deathless god president. Yes. Um, long may he reign. Long may he uh, reign. The um, the uh, the White House has had to import a, a historic amount of Werther's originals for all the bowls. <laughs> listeners now, <laughs> the White House is full of bowls. Or Werther's original. When you come in, yep. everyone's offered a Werther's original. <clears throat> yep. A lot of uh, big tartan blankets. <laughs> um, the White House is going to be um, warmer than it's ever been. It's going to be more <laughs> heated than any, at any point in its history. <laughs> oh, it's going to be insufferable. Yeah. It's going to be insufferable. Um, and uh, White House aides have been frantically reading up on references to television shows from the early 70s. <laughs> I was listening to a documentary about Joe Biden today, and it does an amazing bit when they were talking about him being lucky in a way because he was too old to get drafted in the Vietnam War. Oh my God. And I just went, Jesus, he is old. This guy is old. 
we've gone from a president we all made fun of for avoiding the Vietnam War to a president who was too old to get enlisted in the Vietnam War. To a guy who missed it. <laughs> oh, man. That's insane. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well... Oh, Lord. Well, uh, good luck for a different reason, America. I hope you don't have a surprise fascist coup tomorrow. I'm sure you won't. It, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it'll be all right. I mean, it, but, I mean, um, if, if, if we learned anything about the storming of the Capitol, it was that all that's really needed to stop these people is some police. If they were, if they yeah. were just, if they'd had some police, it probably would have been all right. And also, like, once they get in there, what they tend to do is mill around and film themselves on Facebook Live. <laughs> mm. Mm. Whereas this will be filmed for everyone already, so they'll feel no need to do that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's Inauguration Pod listeners. Uh, thank you very much for downloading it, and goodbye. Bye! When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.